Welcome to the Virtual Shift, a show looking at the seismic changes happening in healthcare with virtual care at the epicenter. Join me and my guests as we look at key cultural and policy shifts impacting how providers, payers, and patients connect, as well as how care is being reimagined both for today and the future. Hello, and thanks for tuning in today. I'm your host, Tom Foley. You can learn more about this show by visiting the program on healthcarenowradio.com, and be sure to follow me on LinkedIn, Twitter, at FoleyTom, and the hashtag, The Virtual Shift. We have a very special guest on the program today. She is uh, Nicole Geetler. She is the uh, Senior Manager of Patient Engagement at GeneMD. Nicole, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So, uh, so uh, Nicole, tell us a little, you have a, uh, a unique background. You're not directly from healthcare, but you're doing great things in healthcare. You come from uh, Disney. And um, so tell us a little bit about your background and just your overall mindset about how you apply the, the Disney way, if you will, to how uh, you engage uh, patients. Yeah, so I worked with Disney at Walt Disney World. Uh, for many years, started out of college, and you know, Disney is all about the experience and how all their uh, clientele want to come to the parks, have a great experience, and take the value out of all of it. Um, yeah, so yeah, those are two important uh, elements, right? All about the experience. So healthcare very important uh, in the context of. The experience, uh, the the greater the experience the patient has, the greater uh, the engagement or the, or the more likely they will re-engage. And the value is uh, ultimately that's what patients want to patients want to see. You know, one of the things that caught my eye and one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you is that your team at GeneMD is are really recording some very significant uh, results in the context of patient engagement and remote patient monitoring. So, uh, so, so the the stats are for the audience. Uh, not, so, ninety five percent. So, with remote patient monitoring, you have the sixteen day measure, and then you have the twenty forty sixty minute uh, of engagement for many different reasons, right? So, your team is actually recording. I believe it is. 95% compliance on the 16-day measures. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct, 95%. So, you know, that is a very high uh, number. You know, uh, so it's, it's funny, I, I asked the question because, you know, a lot of remote patient monitoring uh, vendors out there talk about, hey, provider, you can generate, you know, thousands and millions of dollars if you adopt uh, remote patient monitoring. Right. And that's and that's the hype and the noise. But the reality is you can't you can't really achieve those numbers, that revenue stream, that profitability, unless you're performing at a level that you and the GNMT uh, GNMD team is doing. So tell us a little bit about what you do on a day to day basis that uh, encourages patients to engage and be compliant at that level? Yeah, so it's all about uh, patient engagement. You really want to talk to them, uh, make them understand what the program is, how it's benefiting them, and encouraging the patient uh, to 
to take their vitals every day um, because they're going to be changing their behaviors and moving toward a greater state of wellness. Yeah. I mean, that, and that's really the key, right? So, you know, we have a, um, a greater stage of wellness, and it's not just about regulatory compliance, uh, in my view, right? So regulatory compliance says 16 measures in a 30-day period, you know, and we all know that patients uh, very frequently, if they don't take their measure one day, it's easy to miss it the next day. But I, I, I love, uh, you know, we were talking offline, of course, uh, and I loved what you had said is that uh, you actually talk a lot uh, to your patients and you um, is is that a bit, did I get that correct that you do that that there's a lot of uh, phone conversations with patients? Yeah, definitely a lot of phone conversations. Uh, most of the the patients are on the older side, so for them to use uh, to get really technical with apps and you know logging into a computer, it's not as easy for some as it is for others. So. The old way is sometimes the better way of just picking up the phone, giving them a call, and just talking to them. Then they get to know you, and you get to know them, and uh, get them engaged in the whole process. That's a great point. Uh, sometimes the old way is the is the best way, and there's nothing like picking up a telephone and uh, and talking to someone. And and I hear you on the on the app side. You know the apps are not. For everyone, uh, when when they're of value, they can be used. And when a patient has a different methodology or preference on how to engage, sounds like you do uh, a great job in doing so. So, you know, and the added value, as I understand, GeneMD, uh, is that you know if you don't achieve the criteria, you're not billing the healthcare entity for that service. So you take on all the risk in the context of engagement. And uh, getting those measures and the overall engagement, which, again, uh, 95% compliance is a very, very high number. I've seen, uh, I've, we, we've talked to folks, as you know, uh, you know, 65, 75, 85%. And while you get closer to 90, it gets better. But 95% is just a, is, is, is an outrageous uh, uh, accomplishment uh, for you and your team. So congratulations there. So tell us a little bit more, you know, in the context of okay, we're uh, we're engaging, we get we get the numbers, and to your point, you're uh, you have a lot more uh, direct conversations with patients. So when you uh, miss a measure, are you uh, or, or a patient misses a measure, uh, what's kind of your reaction? Do you kind of wait for the next one to come, or do you or if they miss um, a couple in a row that you're uh, you're calling them. What what are your what, what's your process there? It uh, sometimes it depends on the patient. As you get to know the patients, you kind of get to know their sense of when they're going to take their vital measurement. Uh, some of them we do encourage in the morning and in the uh, right before bed, but sometimes you know it's in the middle of the day when they get a chance. They don't always remember in the morning. Uh, so you get to know your patients and you get to know when they're going to take it. I usually tend to wait 24 hours. If I haven't gotten a vital in 24 hours, then, you know, I reach out to the patient, you know, just ask them if they're doing okay, just checking in with them. Uh, 
after 24 hours or if I can't reach them, that's when I would probably reach out to their provider to say, hey, I'm no longer able to reach this patient. Uh, can you maybe assist in uh, helping me reach out to them just to make sure that they're okay? Yeah, so, and that's a good team effort, if you will, right? So your monitoring team is engaged directly with the patients and they're, uh, and they're, and they're engaged more frequently. So we're not waiting for the, for the, for the day in the month where, hey, geez, if we don't get the 16 measures for the next five consecutive days, we're not going to get reimbursed here, right? You're on top of it from day one and encouraging the patients to take their measures much more frequently than the minimum requirement of a regulation. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that is correct. I'd never speak to the patients about, I know, having to meet that quota of 16 day measures out of the 30. It's never discussed with the patients on my end. Uh, that way it's more of a getting into a habit of taking their blood pressure every day. Right. And it's more about the wellness side of the equation. Patients uh, that are engaged at that frequency are engaged in the program and they understand it and they understand the reason why hence they're they're measuring it and uh and and engaging you on and the and the provider team on uh what is being received and then obviously um the the better we can uh engage on that on that front the 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 the, the greater the comfort the patient has that you know this is not this is not a deal where, you know, I have to wait you know, three months to see my uh, see my provider again. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So, you know, and the idea that, you know, a patient, uh, you know, sometimes it's not, it's not even about the remote patient monitoring. Right. You know, remote patient monitoring increases access uh, because you're you're engaged with them uh, on a more frequent basis. And if they have other challenges, you know, may, maybe it's an issue with uh, medication. Right. So you're not the one that's going to address that particular issue uh, per, per se. But, you know, you're the you're the go between to the to the to the provider or the provider's designee on how to handle those particular uh, issues. And so the patient has uh, greater access to uh, to care. It, it, have you run into scenarios like that where it's it's not just about the remote patient monitoring, but the but the larger care plan and those escalations? Oh, yeah, definitely. There's, uh, you know, there's always a way to to bridge that gap and to make sure that um, that everyone's taken care of. Well, that's the key, right? Bridging the gap, right? The My audience has heard me say uh, a thousand times already, you know, the, the, the gap in care is about uh, not so much when you're in front of the doctor, but when you're at home and, you know, that status, that stat is, you know, they're, they're at home 8,745 uh, 8, hours uh, by themselves, if you will, but they're only in front of their doctor 15 hours in a given year, uh, especially those with multiple chronic conditions. So closing the gap is, uh, is critical. And that's really where wellness, uh, comes into play. So um, I think a, another statistic that you had uh, uh, shown me was that because of um, your level of engagement, uh, because you work uh, in a fee-for-service arena as well as a 
uh, risk-oriented basis. Uh, on the risk side of the equation, uh, some specific stats were uh, the ability to reduce uh, the readmissions. Is that a fair uh, assessment in some of the outcomes of patient engagement and ongoing monitoring? Yes, absolutely. Well, I think the number you shared with me was somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 to 20% reduced use of emergency rooms uh, and and uh, and greater compliance, not only to the monitoring, but to to their care regimens, right? Medications and and things of that nature. So again, that's that's a that's an awesome awesome uh, piece of work uh, that you and your GNMT uh, uh, monitoring team is doing. So let me let me uh, shift the conversation to the other side of remote patient monitoring. I believe the uh, the stats. Uh, I just want to look at the, uh, the the stats were. 97% or 92% of the time you are achieving at minimum 20 uh, minutes of engagement per month per patient. Is that the accurate statement? Uh, yeah, we try to get 40, 40 minutes for uh, each patient every month. And it's, we're very close uh, to getting them. If they're taking their 16 vitals a month and, and we're engaging with them, you know, it's, it's fairly, it's a very feasible thing to, to engage with that patient for 40 minutes every month. So you're talking to, you know, break that down. You're talking about 10 minutes a week. So if you're, if you're, if you're calling and, uh, and, and uh, calling them one, and two, monitoring uh, their their compliance level. You know, engaging uh, ten minutes a week uh, per patient is is um, is a, is a very feasible uh, model, as you said, right? So the so let's break that down a little bit more. So you know, the key here is you know some some folks talk about you know remote patient monitoring in the context of having you know you know, you have your, all your remote monitoring agents, if you will, engaged with the patients, but, you know, depending, but what you do and how you do it is you have a, a more of a one-to-one model, if you will, you, you know, a hundred, I think you, you had indicated 175 patients to one agent. Is that, is that correct? Yes, it's, that's around that number. Yes. Yeah, so uh, so so I would imagine that allows you to give a little, a bit more dedication, if you will, and the and the patients feel a greater sense of uh, uh, collaboration, and there's a level of personalization uh, given to uh, that type of service. Do you do you find that to be uh, uh, the experience? Yeah, I mean, we could always give, you know more patients to our team members, but to give that personalized feeling and to make sure that the patients feel like they are cared for, which they are, and, you know, you got to make that number lower so that way we can take care of and get that engagement going with the patients. So it's, you can always go higher, but if you want to get the best quality work, and engagement done, then 
you want that number lower. At the end of the day, to your earlier comment, it's all about the experience, right? It's uh, you, you give that Disney experience. You're you're more engaged. You have a more personalized conversations, not just sitting behind a, a computer screen watching numbers come in or not come in, right? You're engaging with the patient and encouraging them. That's a huge, huge uh, differentiator. So and it, and to your and you can't do that without uh that type of panel size uh you know um versus you know first available agent uh, who sees a uh, uh an alert uh, response to the patient and the patient says uh who are you right so uh it's uh it, again uh, a best in class uh approach uh, nicole for uh what you're doing at uh, GNMD. So again, I'll shift to the uh, the last element uh, of of our conversation is that you know we started off this uh, discussion with the idea that um, you know there's a lot of noise in the market, right? But you kind of you kind of solidify that noise, you kind of cancel it all out because your your noise is your results versus the hype of the could be, right? Your 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 noise is hey. Not only am I compliant in my measures, on average, I'm engaging patients 40 minutes per month. I think your technical average by recording is 44. But uh, uh, but the point there being is, you can't bill unless you perform, and that's and that's the key differentiation in in what GNMD is doing and through the, uh, your leadership. So uh, I just, uh, any any uh, thoughts on um, you know, if if you were talking with the uh, with a client, a health system, uh, or a payer, what uh, they should maybe look for in a remote patient monitoring, or maybe more so, why what you do is uh, differentiated enough to create the 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 experience and the value that they might be looking to extend to their patient base. Yeah, so you want to make sure that your patients are taken care of. You want to make sure that they're getting that experience that their monitors are encouraging them to better themselves, to make better wellness changes. And why should you pay if you if you don't get those results? It's all about that that experience again, back to that experience. Experience and outcomes and quality. It's, right. It, you don't you don't you don't want to pay for a service that you're not getting the uh, the value out of. All right. No doctor wants to do that. They want to make sure that their their clients are, are happy. They're engaged. They're uh, they're not more than compliant with a regulation, if you will. And that uh, at the end of the day, patients are moving along that um, that care continuum. Uh, Again, it's uh, it's all about uh, outcomes, and um, when you have that outcome of reducing emergency room visits uh, and uh, other uh, elements, uh, readmissions, and other elements of what you do on a on a monitoring basis, um, it's uh, it's very key. So you wrote a blog, uh, and I I don't believe it's posted yet. I just have the ability to read it before it's posted. I believe it's going to be posted by the time uh, of this recording. You have uh, five key elements that you uh, you spoke to. Um, 
You just uh, do you have? Uh, uh, can you just read off what the uh, what those five key elements are, key criteria are? Yeah, absolutely. The first one is patient adherence. Uh, second is patient engagement, outcomes, out of pocket expenses, and risk management. So we talked a lot today about the. Uh, the uh, the patient adherence that's the compliance side the patient engagement you guys do in spades really great practice uh, you have there talked about outcomes and you know the, if, if not for the first two items right patient engagement and um and, and adherence you're not you're not going to get the outcomes and you know I, I think what you're talking about with out-of-pocket expenses is there's no reason for a doctor to pay for a service Per patient per month, if that patient is not engaged or has not reached criteria, or more importantly, the service that you're providing has not uh, uh, engaged to a point where that patient is encouraged enough to reach criteria. Is that a fair summary of, of that particular point? Yes, absolutely. And then risk management is um, is is the idea that uh, again one through four. You know, you're not, you're only paying for what you get, right? And if 95% compliance, 44 minutes of average uh, per month or 40 minutes is the target. 40 minutes of uh, average patient engagement, 10 minutes a week. Um, they're all reasonable, um, reasonable uh, uh, points that ultimately get you very good results. So. Uh, for when uh, folks are listening to this uh, broadcast, which would be uh, just before the holidays, you can go to, uh, I believe it's uh, geniemd.com uh, uh, um, and, and look at their blog and, and find this, uh, this blog post by Nicole. It's, it's called Improve Patient Outcomes, Increase Financial Performance, Five Key Criteria to Realize the Benefits of remote patient monitoring. Nicole, we have uh, two minutes left in the uh, in in the discussion. Any anything uh, you would want to add about uh, kind of the differentiated service that you provide and 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 what uh, engaging clinical practices uh, might have uh, or might want to hear um, about your service? It's all about the value and patient changing behaviors. Uh, we want to move all those patients towards a greater state of wellness, and uh, we want to make sure that everyone's engaged and, again, moving towards the greater state of wellness. We we didn't talk about uh, this uh, much in the discussion, but it, would you say the uh, the uh, onboarding process is is a is a key process in the overall program that you engage uh, your patients? Yeah, if you get them excited from the beginning, you know, it's definitely a better outcome. You know, you don't want to just hand those patients devices and say, all right, take your blood pressure twice a day. You know, you want to make sure that they understand what they're doing and why they're doing it and how it can benefit them. Um, so getting them yeah. on board and excited from the beginning is always a great way to keep that success going. Yeah, and we're going to end it on that uh, particular note, in that uh, it's 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 all about expectation setting, 
and then engaging as we've talked through this uh, last 25 minutes. It's all about how you engage and uh, and patients love the engagement. Uh, they know they have someone that's looking out for them and uh, and uh, and it's all about a team effort. And so so, Nicole, uh, again, uh, thanks for uh, coming onto the program, first and foremost. And uh, most importantly, the let's. Uh, or uh, I should say the the results that you are driving for uh, for GeneMD is just a- a outstanding and very much differentiated uh, in the market relative to what you're doing. So keep up the uh, the good work. Thank you. I really appreciate it. All right. Thank you, and uh, have a great day. Thank you. I want to thank the show sponsors, HP. HP Engage Long Life Cycle Products provides the stability, safety, and security you need, plus flexibility and performance designed for today and tomorrow. As well, GenieMD, providing a modular, scalable, and customizable virtual care platform and clinical services to help providers extend care into the home, increasing access and quality while driving new revenue opportunities. If you missed part of today's episode, you can tune in at the same time, 11 a.m. or 7 p.m. Eastern, throughout the week, and be sure to check out the program page on healthcarenowradio.com. And remember, connect or follow me on LinkedIn, Twitter, at Foley Tom, and follow the show's hashtag, The Virtual Shift. I'm Tom Foley. Until the next shift.